0: What a coincidence. I love them. No, it's, um, I don't think I was on the podcast the last time this happened, but I'm finding myself like knee deep in a DC comics kick right now. Like my Marvel books are kind of going by the wayside and the DC books have captured my interest. Um,
1: yeah. Well, the, well, the, you know, I mean, DC is, you know, they, they, they've got the the head start on Marvel because Marvel's still, you know, um, Right, you know, right in the middle of their Secret Wars. And, I mean, they're not going to have anything come out, you know, any of their new titles come out for at least another, like, month and a half, two months. Six, seven years the way their schedule is working out. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, yeah, because Secret Wars 4 just came out last week, and it was already two weeks. Yesterday? yesterday. Yeah, that's what, well, yeah, that's what I meant, I meant yesterday. Oh, okay. I didn't, like, are you, are you playing, playing last week? I meant this week.
0: Tommy Wimey? Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if all of a sudden you were playing like with the release schedule of the program. Like, what? what?
1: But, <laughs> but they're already, you know, you know, they're already two weeks delayed. So.
0: And I enjoy Secret Wars. I got Secret Wars four. I read Secret Wars four. Not as good as Secret Wars three, but still pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, but the and they release that here's what's coming next book, and there's like. For a hot minute there, there was like, oh my god, there's like six or seven books I want from this, and then it was like, yeah, there's two, Doctor Strange and Spider Gwen.
1: Yeah, I, I flipped through flipped through that yesterday because uh, they were giving it away for free on Comixology too, so I, I grabbed it off of there because I haven't been to the store this week, um, and I'm off this weekend for the um,
0: for the holiday. Gotcha. I, but um, I have it here. I just. Presented. Like I were like, oh, I'm here to talk about DC Comics. So Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, I've got I've got a couple of DC books. I
1: have a an indie right. book, and I've got a.
0: I saw the photo. I looked at it like three times before I realized, like, oh, that's that's Dan. That's this. That's right now. Yeah. But um, that no, is
1: uh, comic book, pit number two o six.
0: The all new, all different comic right. book pit. We can't do the now stuff or the now point the point now. Oh no no we we can be Battle World. Comic book pit battle oh. world. Or uncanny comic book pit.
1: Yep. The in, the inhuman comic book pit.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's probably just owning up to it. You now um look at this Marvel book. I mean, I'll be honest, at first it was like, oh man, it's like I want this one and that one, like the two Avenger books, the um the two. I need to be more specific. All new, all different. Because it was like, oh, Mark Wade, Makhbut Oswar, is like, sign me up. But, it's like, Mark Wade, Makhbut Oswar, and Adam Kuber. And like, they're trading off on duty. So I'm like, eh. I don't, I don't really care about that. Because that was a a glitch. And then on Kenny Avengers, the Jerry Dugan Ryan Stegman. I'm like, oh, that looks kind of cool. I might get that. But I'm like, eh. Then I saw what they're doing with Spider-Man. And I've been collecting Spider-Man. Since Civil War, and I've been kind of looking for an out for a while, mm. and I found it. was <laughs> like, no thanks, Spider Man. Uh, wasn't that interested the first time I saw this one? It was called Iron Man. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, I'm. So I, I, I flipped through this yesterday, and if if people are wonder wondering what we're talking about, this it's is this not is a, the
0: first time I'm sure.
1: This is a this was a free. Publication that Marvel put out this week called the uh, All New All Different free uh, previews of uh, the new Marvel titles, and it's just and it's not even like art or um, like interior art. It's just every would you say like uh, covers, like cover art or publicity shots?
0: Yeah, yeah, promo promo art at worst, cover art at best. Um.
1: Some of them, I mean, again, I, I, I really, like, I, I flipped through this thing, and I really struggled with about half of them. Like, I didn't understand the need for a lot of these books.
0: Now, it kind of feels like Marvel's new 52, in a way. Like, Extraordinary X-Men. I'm like, oh, here's what I found myself realizing with Marvel books. I like their creators, but their stories do not really interest me. Mm-hmm. Uh, their characters do not seem to really have captured my imagination anymore. Whereas DC right now, their characters and their stories are capturing my imagination. Whereas the creators, by and large, I could take or leave. Um, they, they've been doing that divergence run, that post whatever their thing was called. Yeah. Um, line of books and i uh i've been reading batman obviously i've been enjoying batman but i found myself like branching out on some of the bat family books um, i got i picked up robin son of batman and it was one of those ones where like i didn't pick it up the first week i'm like eh, i don't know about this i came back the second week and i still just kept being attracted to it so i was like ah screw it. i'm buying it um, i did pick up the issue of batgirl cuz it had the first it was the issue with batgirl meeting Batbot, Bot. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure as we all know it's Jim Gordon and you know. So like, all oh, right, well this one ties in. Like let me check this out and I've been curious about this Batgirl book. I might pick up the next issue just to see the other part of the story, but I don't think it'll be a regular thing for me. Um I get what everyone was saying about it. Like this book looks cool, but I don't feel like it's the book for me. Uh I, I get that. Um I got that too from it. Uh I've uh bit got um what else did I get? Oh. You know the book that surprised me the most that I was like, I did not think this would be any good at all, but was really good is We Are Robin. Okay. I got the first issue of that. Mm-hmm. The artwork for starters is the kind, of, it was in my wheelhouse. It's like that cartoony type artwork, which I saw the Bermejo cover and I'm like, oh, it's going to be like typical DC, you know, I don't know what you call that real li- r- rendered look or what have you. And here it's Bermejo's the writer on it. And, uh, it was just a really fascinating story about like this one kid who's kind of like in and out of foster homes as a result of like the whole, I don't know if you read all the end game storyline where the Joker, like Jokerized all of Gotham City. Mm -hmm. So it was like the fallout of that. Like this kid, his parents are lost. They got, you know, turned into Jokers and now they can't, can't find him. He's been in and out of foster homes. And, um. And it sort of like it introduces this kid and it sets up this notion that the like street use of Gotham or whatever are picking up the Man of Robin on their own. And It looks like it has something to do with like Alfred and like, give Alfred like some purpose by mentoring this gang of Robins. Um, it was really good and I did not think it would be. And uh, so I really like that. Um, I'm back on the Superman kick. I have filled in the gap. I know we were both reading that Jeff Johns Junior Junior run. Right. For a while there. I filled in the gaps from where I left off. I'm digging it now with the whole, like, he's depowered. He's, he's still got powers, but he's not as powerful. Like, his secret identity's been, uh, revealed. hmm Um, I was reading Action. I picked up the issue, I think, 41 and I got 42 this week. I'm probably gonna let Action drop it's just not doing it for me and in both issues of action it was like oh you think this stuff's cool we'll read superman to find out why it's so cool i'm like all right well why <laughs> am i spending 4 bucks on this um i'll just get the good stuff in the superman book so i think i'll just pare it down to superman uh which i'm digging and uh i know it's batman i even picked up batman and superman cuz i'm like oh let me see how this you know new iteration they have their little Meeting and like the artwork is not my favorite type for by and large, but I said the characters and the stories are what's grabbing me. So as we're Marvel, I always tend to follow the creators. I'm kind of like, eh. In DC, I'm kind of digging the story. I I tell you what though, they're not all good. I picked up Batmite, and that was one and done. Okay. I don't know who thought Dan Jurgens could write a humor book, (laughs) but he can. It just you ever read them bad, like humor, funny comics? Yeah, where they're just not funny; they're just trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. That was bat Mike. It was very disappointing. So I, I, won and done that one. It, I mean, it was oh, it was painful reading that book. I'm like this is just not good at all. Um, but the book that I really did enjoy, and I have the second issue, but I haven't read it yet, is Bizarro. Bizarro—it's—it's it's the funny book. It's got the cartoon art, and it's funny. Like it's not trying to be funny; it just generally is funny. Basically, it seems to be continuity free, which is the whole idea of these DC books now—is that right. they sort of take place whenever, wherever. And it's basically Bizarro and Jimmy Olsen road tripping across the United States, <laughs> and hijinks ensue. And I think that based on the cover, it looks like Batman's in the second issue. I didn't have time to read it last night. It was on the list. Of, it was I had a fairly good pile this week. I know I don't talk about Chew, but Chew had a milestone issue, and was good. I'll talk about that in about a year when it wraps.
1: Well, on 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 my side as far as DC books, um, and I think I heard you talk about uh, the first issue of Prez.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I did read Prez a couple of weeks ago. That was and that was another book that was like um you didn't. I didn't. I didn't know the art looked cool. The premise I came like, down with, and then I read it, and it was a little spotty. But then by the end, I was like, I'm into this book.
1: Yeah, I've and, and and I've heard other people talk about it, and I'm like, you know, I'm I'm gonna try it. It's not usually my thing, you know. That's but I I I bought it uh, on Comixology. I was you know just sitting around one night. I'm like, I ah, what the hell? Try it out. And I really enjoyed it, and 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 it's funny because it, it seems like it's just a story plucked right out of continuity. Like it could easily be a Vertigo book, but there was actually one in one panel. It, it's somewhat hidden, but you could see it says um, "provided by the Wayne Foundation" or oh, Wayne yeah. Enterprises or Wayne Enterprises okay. or something. So, so who knows? I mean, there might be some uh some ancillary tie into like the rest of the, like the, the DC universe of the, of the future, who knows? But, but, any but you know, the fact that, I mean, like I didn't care that it didn't take place in the DCU proper. In fact, I, I just didn't think it did. It wasn't until I saw that one little Easter egg that I was like, Oh, so maybe there is, you know, a, pre, uh, like a DC presence, like a, uh, a superhero presence somewhere. But, But no, I I really enjoyed Prez number one.
0: Um, It was was a biting satire on our times.
1: Yeah, and like I said, it it felt like it should have been a a Vertigo book or an Image book or Boom something from Boom Studios, like anything but from DC. So, I mean, you know, you know, I got to give it up to DC. Like you, you know said, they're they're really focusing on the stories and the characters and not some, and, you know, bringing in some different creators and not so much about continuity because clearly as, you know, as we've seen, as history shows, they cannot keep their continuity straight with a ruler. You know, it's, it's just nearly impossible. So, you know, yeah, I mean, if, and, um, oh, and then I picked up, um, Black Canary number one, which, um, which I really like that it's, um, One of the writers from Batgirl is writing this, uh, along with uh, artist Annie Wu, who's done some work, I think, on uh, Marvel's Hawkeye book when Fraction was was on it. And um, this is again, this could easily be kind of it's kind of Vertigo-ish, not like it's a straight-up horror book, but it's just kind of out there and it's uh it is really good. It just um it, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it's you know Black Canary as a the like the singer of this like rock and roll band, but the the name of the band is Black Canary. And she's kind of like like kind of incognito. Like she's uh she walked away from her life as a superhero and right now she's just living the life of this this you know, kind of unknown, uh, lead singer of this little band. Um, but of course, uh, you know, thing, you know, stuff manages to work its way in to her life, you know, uh, kind of supernatural type things. And she's kind of called back into action and it's, uh, it's really a lot of fun. Like I'll probably still keep getting black canary. Cool. Um, now th- the the one that the one that I really struggled with but I really wanted to like but just I only liked maybe maybe half of it was uh JLA number 1
0: Oh, not in the photo.
1: No, that was not in the photo. Um
0: uh, it's funny you mentioned that. I that was one where I thumbed through it at the store and I was like, "Well, I don't need to buy this." <laughs> I kind of <laughs> I, I, I didn't sit there and read it, but I kind of got the I, I saw I saw the beginning, I saw the end, and I saw I was like, "There's no reason to pay six dollars for this." I I know what happens. Yeah, it's cool premise. It seemed like a cool premise, but it was just like, "Yeah, yeah, it's one of those books." Yeah, it it
1: felt like it was, you know, half. You know, it was like he uh, Brian Hitch, who's you know writing and doing. Uh, the art, um, you know, it just felt like he really, um, I don't want to say borrowed a lot from Mark Miller, but he's borrowing a lot from Mark Miller, um, as far as like, like the work that Mark Miller did in the Ultimates and the Authority, um, you know, and combined with Hitch's, mm-hmm. like his quote unquote widescreen yes. format. Art, yes. which is still pretty good. I mean, there's yes, there's a couple places where it gets a little wonky, but I, you know, by and large, I still enjoy looking at Brian Hitch's art. Um,
0: I think that's what this was.
1: This was the holy
0: crap! It's Brian Hitch drawing DC heroes.
1: Yeah, it's it's him doing the JLA, which, and you know, you know, I'll admit it. It sounds, you know, that appeals to me because I I like his, you know, his widescreen art, his his action, um, his pacing. All that's pretty good in this book. What's not really good is, I, you know, the, 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 this, the story just seems kind of, uh, you know, nothing too inspired. Um, there's care, like the, the dialogue, they just, people seem to just talk in circles or the, or just the dialogue just makes no sense or just seems like, like you could, there's, you know, I was reading some, some, character dialogue, I'm like, you know, you could have just cut this out. Like, there's no need for this double speak. Um, and then the, like, the last page reveal or the, you know, like, oh, crap moment is kind of like um, I think unless you're, like, a diehard Superman fan, really even then,
0: it, it's, a, it's a real throwaway yeah, it really, like I, it's I was a deep
1: cut. I just kind of, like, shrugged my shoulders, I'm like, okay, who's that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I recognize the name. Um, ah, shit, let's just put it. Ra, it's basically the Krypton's Messiah or something like that. Krypton's yeah, like God, like, Is like my a, impression. Like God, like Krypton, yeah, Kryptonian yeah, God. Yeah, Krypton's God, like Krypton's Jesus. Babe. Yeah. It's, that's all it is, it's what it is. It's Krypton's that's, Jesus. I was like, I don't... And like, know. I didn't realize that was a thing. I mean, I knew, I recognized the name, and I was like, oh, okay, I know kind of what that is, but I didn't realize it was... A thing, quote unquote, like in Superman's yeah. life or world or whatever.
1: I, I feel like that's something that's best left in a Superman book because it it, it plays up to his heritage. Like, you know, unless you're planning, you know, you know, why have that in a JLA book? Because it's not a Superman-centric book. It's yeah, it's, it, it's a team
0: book. And the funny thing about JLA is Superman and Batman. It's obviously an out of continuity book because that's not what Superman looks like, and that's not what Batman looks like now.
1: Well, plus, you know, early on, um, he hasn't
0: been outed. He's, you know, yes, it could be like before all of this. This could be like the new fifty-two. I don't know what they call the worlds anymore, but it's like the new fifty-two versions, like six months ago.
1: Yeah where he's still working at the Daily Planet. They still know everyone just knows him as Clark Kent. He hasn't been outed. Um, Bruce Wayne's still "quote unquote alive." Yeah, that's right. I forgot all about that. I mean, um, so yeah, I mean if it's out of continuity, that's great. I you know that that's that's not the issue here like as far as the storytelling is concerned. I mean, you can tell an out of, out of continuity Justice League tale and it, it would and that's okay, and, and especially for an artist like, or kind of a uh, newbie writer like Brian Hitch, who doesn't need to be saddled down with all the continuity. Just let him, if, if he wants to tell a story, let him tell a story. But maybe, you know, hook him up with someone who can write dialogue. Yeah, because I don't think he can. See, I'll
0: be honest. I didn't really read the dialogue, so I, <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. So there's the whole little setup of like the bunch of Superman's coming back in time and dying. It mm-hmm. was like just that lab for dead Supermans. I'm like, all right, that's kind of cool. And it's like, all right. So the justice league fight, like the parasite, I'm like, all right. That seems yeah. like it like, goes on for a while.
1: It, there was just like a lot of filler. I feel like like the, the whole thing in the beginning, leading up to the, the scientist who's trying to save the world slash Superman, um, That whole, I I got annoyed very quickly because that scientist character was just like that, like that character, that the character's dialogue. I I I couldn't turn the page fast enough to get rid of that guy, you know. So, yeah, I guess you know when all was said and done, all I really wanted to see was, you know, Brian Hitch drawing the Justice League in action. So, I, I I got that and that part was good. But the, the, like, so the, well, basically the middle of the story was good. The beginning and the end, they could have cut out and I wouldn't have, uh, you know, wouldn't have cared one way or the other. So. Gotcha. Um, but no, I, I think DC's gotten, you know, that they've got a pretty strong showing coming out of the gate. Um, I've heard good things about Midnighter and Omega Men. Um, I'm thinking about checking those out at some point. And, uh, I heard middling things about, uh, Dr. Fate. But Can't I look at that. Yeah. Um, you know, the, Dr. Fate's a character really, um, held much, uh, I mean, it, I didn't care about him one way or the other. I, I've never really yeah. needed to read him in his own book. If he was part, like I, I liked him when he was, um, a supporting character in like the early, uh, Justice League International book. And, um, he was also in the, JSA in the 2000s, early 2000s, um, that's fine. I mean, I'm I'm okay with him as a as a part of a team. I never really felt the need to read him as you know in yeah. his own series because I, I don't really go in for all the uh, the mystical stuff.
0: He was a cool superpowers toy, but that was about as far as it went with me. Oh yeah, I had him as a superpowers toy. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, he was um, cool. What's weird? Like, Again, yeah, I didn't check that. Now going back to Marvel and. I in mystical characters, like Doctor Strange is one I said it was Ganton, but that's Jason Aaron writing and Chris Pacciolo drawing. And my interest in Doctor Strange, it's not like he's one of my favorite characters. It's it's middling, to borrow a from you, mm-hmm. at best. Um, I've read a few, there's been a few series here, but usually it's the creators. I was like with Marvel now, just the creators are the ones I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. And the character stories are secondary, at best. Uh, to all this. So I was like, why well, am I going to waste four bucks a month on something where like, I don't care and I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> why do I do that. But like um, the Doctor Strange one with Chris Mach- Chris Machado and Doctor Strange say no more and Jason Aaron writing it. Oh my God.
1: Yeah, that's but, that, um, that's actually interesting to me. I mean, uh, I, I find I think that would be as good as like I don't know if you've ever read um the Brian K. on Doctor Strange miniseries. Yes. The Oath. Yes, I I did. I I feel like, yeah, I feel like Jason Aaron would, would do a, an equal but different job on that book. Yeah. Like, like the quality of writing would be just as strong as Brian K. Vaughn's,
0: but a a different tone. That was actually the series I was referencing when I said I've read Doctor Strange before, was that series. And that's, you know, he's kind of standalone-ish. He's not part of the bigger tapestry. Mm -hmm. He's not, you know, plugged into it. Like Spider Man, like I'm not interested in what's doing with Spider Man, and I kind of been looking for an out with Spider Man, and this seems to be it. Like it's, who knows? It may, it may end up grabbing me back, but I don't. It, it doesn't really capture my interest. Cameron Coley is not one of my favorite artists. It just seems like a good jump point. Um, it just strikes me odd though with what, how Marvel was doing such a seemingly radical makeover. Because, like, comics being what they are, there is kind of that model sheet status quo that everything seems to kind of snap back to, mm-hmm. and I have a hard time seeing, like, that Spider-Man costume and an old man Wolverine being around in, like, five years, you know what I mean? I I, hard, I have a hard time believing, like, you remember 20 years ago when <laughs> Spider-Man didn't have a light-up logo, and... Wolverine wasn't an old man? Yeah,
1: I think a lot of these, I mean, I mean, who knows? Maybe none of these are meant to last. I think it's, it's more like, let's, let's see, let's see what the, you know, let's see what the reader's like and, and we'll, we'll cut the fat, you know, we'll trim the fat in a, in six months or a year. Yeah. And, cause like, you know, there's books like, you know, the, some standalone books like Drax and Scarlet Witch. And uh, well,
0: Carnage. We know Carnage is going to at least go into the three hundred.
1: Yeah, well, that, that's a gimme. It's funny the you start,
0: Yeah,
1: you started to say Carnage, and I thought you were going to say I. I, I was thinking you you said Karnak because there's a Karnak wow. book.
0: Yeah, and that, that's the next book that's going to hit nine hundred issues in, yeah. in fifty years. Our grandchildren will be like Karnak, and like, they'll be like, we going as Karnak for Halloween. And yeah, or you, oh, did you watch the newest episode of Karnak? Yeah, you know? like that show has no business being as good as it is did they get
1: brad pitt to play karnak yeah he's been dead for 40 years um <laughs> yeah but like some of those these single character books like who who is really thinking these books are good ideas i mean i mean like okay i can understand star lord because the movie yep. you know the, the chris pratt factor and rocket raccoon was a fan favorite for, again from the movie um Drax was perfectly fine. I like Drax in the movie. Do I think he needs his own book? What are they, you know? What are they going to do with a Drax book?
0: Um, like Agents of Shield, like it can barely hold its own as a TV show. Why would anybody think it would survive as a comic book? Right. Um. Is when was anybody itching for Angela Asgard's assassin? <laughs> no. Um. Venom Space Night. <laughs> yeah. I, before in the pre-show we were talking about uh shitting in people's mouths. That, like all, it's almost what everyone wants. It's Space Night, but it's Venom. Mhm. Venom Space um, Night.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um and and even some of the the books that were used to having around that are quote unquote, you know, top tier like do we still need a new Avengers and a secret Avengers and an uncanny Avengers and an Ultimates book. Like, can't we just have an Avengers book and, you know, have like a rotating team like we used to have? Um, do we, you know, do we need four or five Avengers books? Um,
0: well, you can't have a fantastic four or that many X-Men books. So you kind of, well, yeah, that's all like- Avengers all the time.
1: That's what's funny. There was no, you know,
0: in in that preview
1: book, there was no Fantastic Four book at all, although we did see the Thing as a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: And the Torch looks like he's both an uncanny Avenger and a um, inhuman. Yeah. So, I mean,
1: leads me to believe that something's going to happen between, you know, with Reed and Sue. Are they going to make it out of Secret Wars? Maybe not. Or if they do, maybe they're like, we're done with this life. We want to just go off and raise our kids, um, and and there's only one there's only one X-Men book now, right? The Extraordinary X-Men, but there's also going to be the there's an yeah. all new Wolverine book where it's the female, uh, it's his dot, da- it's uh, is it X-23 becomes yeah. Wolverine, yeah, takes up the mantle. Oh, yeah.
0: oh no, I gotta get to the back of the book. Extraordinary X-Men. Oh, there's an Uncanny X-Men.
1: Oh, okay, there is an Uncanny X-Men book. Okay, so there will at least be two X-Books. And all new x Oh, no, there's three. One, two, three. Oh, that's right. They're keeping the, the, the young X-Men around.
0: All new X-Men Written by Dennis Hopeless, drawn by Mark Bagley. So yeah. it'll come out
1: on time. I don't think it's going to look that great, though. I saw that, that, that page of art or that yeah. cover from Bagley. and
0: Maybe you know, Bagley should slow down.
1: I just feel like he's, he's an artist that should really only draw a few specific, specific characters. Like I don't think, you know, I just don't think he's meant to draw everybody. Even though he can, he, you know, he, he, he's a, he's a, he's a fast artist. I don't think he's just meant to draw every character in the Marvel universe.
0: And and then speaking of X-Men, there's Old Man Logan. Mm -hmm. Which, why not? And then all-new Wolverine. Which, and then, of course, Deadpool.
1: Yep, Deadpool. Because, of course. Because, why not? Um, Kids, they
0: love the Deadpools.
1: And, well, and let's, you know, let's not forget all the Spider books. I mean, aside from, you know, um, the Peter Parker Spider-Man book, there's a Miles Morales book. There's the Spider-Gwen, Spider-Woman, there's Silk.
0: Spider-Man uh, 2099, Web yeah. Warriors.
1: Yeah, Web Warriors.
0: Um, I'll be getting Spider-Gwen. I like Spider-Gwen.
1: Yeah, me too. Hopefully it's
0: just a continuation. It's the same creative team. Oh, Spider-Woman, pregnant and loving it. You know, what's funny is I've actually
1: um, I started reading Spider-Woman after the whole Spider-Verse thing when it switched from Greg Land to the current artist, and I've really enjoyed it. I don't know how she becomes pregnant
0: <laughs> i don't know well, Dan, when a <laughs> when a mom and a daddy love each other very much there's a special hug that they do
1: the special hug yes i'm familiar um but it's it's gonna be interesting to see how they they uh introduce the pregnancy um I'll probably still try it if it's the i don't remember if it's the same creative team but um i I like the the update they did for her with her, uh, costume and new status quo. And, um, yeah. And and I agree. Like I, um, I was reading Spider-Gwen before Secret Wars and I'll probably keep reading it after, uh, cause I like that.
0: I don't know what they're doing with Daredevil. It's like, Hey, remember that amazing run he just came off of? Well, yeah. And that, is that supposed to be Gambit? It is Gambit. Like who was clamoring for that team up? You know what character just w- odd. strikes me as the the jelly to Daredevil's peanut butter
1: gambit. Well, and then they they gave Daredevil his lo- looks like his his uh, Shadowland black suit back. Yeah, which yeah. I never I never cared for. Um, and I guess he's back in New York. I mean, I'm assuming he's he, they they move him back. I'm,
0: I don't know that for sure. I'm just kind of guessing. It's kind of you know it makes. Me, <sighs> Like I said, I mean, I've, it's me complaining about the, the tail wagging the dog with Marvel and their, their multimedia dictating the comics line is nothing new. But it almost seems like, hey, he was wearing a black suit in that TV show. Uh, put him in a black suit in that funny book. <laughs> Cause I I must, and then his, his hands are all bandaged up and, and, and whatnot.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I might try that just to see because I – I like Daredevil. Uh, hey,
0: you work in a comic shop. You have access to it. That's He's true. Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I do. I'm th- just
0: stalking the shows thoroughly. That's all.
1: <laughs> I, Gambit has always been kind of a, a guilty pleasure fan favorite of mine. Um, and I do like Ron Garney's art. So that's kind of a three things that I'll, you know, kind of, three kind of weird combinations of things that will cause me to at least check out the first issue. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Beyond that, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to kind of have to be picky and choosy with with the rest. Um. Uh. Oh, like the the one thing that looks weird is uh, the the new Hawkeye book, where he now he looks like Thor. He's all like hairy. Like he's got a big gruff. old man here. Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah he's got like, a, and um, and there's you know I I I'm getting kind of tired of the Kate Bishop Hawkeye. I have to admit it. Like she's She's starting to annoy me. She's starting to really grate on my nerves. It's like, you know, if she's going to be Hawkeye, make her Hawkeye. But this whole thing where, you know, you have two Hawkeyes running around, and somehow she's always smarter than he is, and like she, you know, the the whole like witty banter back and forth, and and it like it's like can't we just have a and I think I was complaining about this the last time, uh, last episode when I was talking about um, all new Hawkeye uh, number three. I think like I, the like the um, witless um, sap Hawkeye was fun and kind of endearing when Fraction was writing it, but now it's like just give me Hawkeye back. <laughs> Just give me a Hawkeye back that I can trust to make like stop making stupid decisions and be a hero and be like a badass with a bow and arrow. Um, yeah, I, I like that. Gotcha. They, they, they can't just keep doing this Hawkeye who's the, you know, oh, woe is me. Um, I, I'm you know, I'm the worst decision maker ever, but somehow I'm still an
0: Avenger. Um, it's getting kind of tired. Gotcha. I don't, know, I, I, I don't. I haven't read it. I'm not familiar with the iteration of it. You think they it would, it would try and hew it closely to the uh, movie? Yeah,
1: I'm surprised they I? haven't. I mean, I think the the, the fraction version of Hawkeye, um, you know, was was very popular and it resonated with a lot of people. And I think they were trying to milk that for all it's worth. But you know that was like lightning in a bottle. That was a, a very, it's like, you can't recapture that. Yeah. You, you know, without the combination of the fraction and the David Aja art. Um, I mean, that was like some inspired storytelling. And, and I, I would, I would highly recommend it if you're able to, to read that at any point.
0: Yeah. You know, I, so, I remember when that book came out and I was like, ah, I don't really can't afford a new title right now. But this book looks like. It's probably going to be something special. Well, you know, what's funny. And I, I,
1: this, like, uh, this was a couple years ago, maybe three or four years ago when the first issue came out. In fact, I remember, um, uh, I had, we had Jim Dietz on the show. Uh, it was just me and him doing a show because, um, I guess no one else could. And, um, the first issue came out and I specifically remember talking to him about it. And I said, you know, I really didn't care for this, for this issue, but I'll, I'll, I'll try the second one. And somehow it was the second one that hooked me. Like the first one didn't really do much for me. The second one, I don't re- remember specifically why, but the, sep- the 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 second one hooked me, and from that point forward, I was like, okay, I'm in. But I I definitely did not like it from from the you know the first issue.
0: Gotcha. I'm looking through this book. Like a Scarlet Witch book. That's the movie. Vision's got a book. And I don't know. I don't know who is itching for these, but <laughs> well, again, I, I the guess Carnage the Carnage one really blows my mind. That that screams miniseries at best. But
1: yeah, I feel like you know a lot of these are just going to be,
0: you
1: know, and I, I, probably much in the same way that the New Fifty Two did when they first started. Like let's just throw it against the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. So and that's fine. I mean, you know.
0: I mean, I'll give the new 52 credit. It did have some inspired takes on some, uh, obscure characters. Mm-hmm. But this just kind of, I don't know. It just feels kind of more of the same.
1: Yeah, hmm. it, it would be nice if they were, if they pulled maybe some characters out
0: of Mothballs
1: and, uh, did something different,
0: but. it had some, Clearly inspired takes on them, or, or something. You know, I don't, I don't see an Animal Man to pull a New Fifty Two book. Right. That, that was a good run. I don't see an Animal Man in this. Although there is that that book
1: that looks like, um, uh, maybe focusing more on the uh, like the darker side of the Marvel U, and that's that Illuminati. Yeah, with um, with the hood. What's his the no, hood?
0: Think I couldn't remember that character's name. Who? That's still a thing. Yeah, which, I, you know, I haven't seen him since,
1: um, Bendis was really trying to make him like a big deal in the new Avengers back in the day. Um, but if they're bringing him back, I mean, you know, I might have to pull out my, uh, my issue, my, uh, his, uh, first miniseries because that was written by Brian K. Vaughn and, uh, re, re- re-read that because I remember that was pretty good. And who knows, might be worth something.
0: Yeah. You never know. I mean, it's hard. There's not a whole lot to go on here. Just little catchphrases and promotional artwork, but nothing really seems all new, all different. Yeah.
1: Nothing, nothing really jumped out at me where I I thought, Oh, I got to check that out.
0: Uh, Dr. Strange, but that Dr. Strange, that was, that's the creative team and you didn't need to. Rejump, you know, jumpstart the yeah. universe well, to make yeah, that happen.
1: Yeah. And, and the, the books that I'm interested in are the books that I was already reading. Um, so yeah, there's, but other than that, I, there's, there was nothing that jumped out of me and I thought, Oh, I got to try that when that comes out. I mean, I, I'm sure there are books I will try when they come out, but nothing
0: that I'm champing at the bit for. So. Yeah, I, I, I just have this sinking suspicion Spider-Man's going to come out, and I'm just going to, like like the abused spouse now, you dust that off. I just have a feeling I'll be coming back to it. But I don't know. I, I'm not I – th- I think I mean it this time, Dan. I think I mean it. Just just like, like Ike and Tina Turner. I'm with Superman now, and we're happy. <laughs> well. Um,
1: well, you, well, you know what, uh We'll probably be wrapping it up soon, but I wanted to talk real quick about um, –
0: Yes, uh, you, can't, you can't tease Captain Canuck and then not deliver. <laughs> okay, so,
1: you know, Captain Canuck was first, um, hint, you know, uh, not teased, but, you know, he had a brief appearance. Uh, he had a free comic book day issue, and, you know, I flipped through it. I'm like, oh, this looks interesting, and the art looks pretty nice. Um, when that comes out, I'll get the first issue and see how it is just for the heck of it, for something different. Um I actually missed the first issue of it somehow, which you know, working at a comic book store, it's like, how the hell did that happen? Yeah. Um, fortunately, we uh, we got a stack of number ones back in, um, and I don't know how this happened, but they're all signed by the original creator, Richard Comley. So I have a I have a new Captain Canuck number one signed by Richard Comley that I got for cover price. Um, which wow. is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Captain Canuck, you know, it's, is a character that's been around for 40 years. Um, it's been rebooted and, um, it's kind of just like you might think it might, it's kind of like a, you know, you want to say, you don't want to say it's a Captain America ripoff, but he is a, you know, a Canadian soldier. Um, I don't think he's quite like a super soldier like Captain America. Um, He, you know, is actually, uh, like a a war veteran, you know, a current, like, you know, of the current times. Um, and he has some, you know, some technology, you know, he wears a suit that's, um, that, that helps him. Um, but he's part of a, like this global crisis agency called Equilibrium, which is Canadian and, but he he has a team like he you know he's flying um they fly him into this um, emergency uh, situation and he's got you know the pilot of this chopper he's got a tech person he's got another um, quote quote unquote super soldier like him called Quebec who's um, more of like um she's basically a sniper. <laughs> Um, she's not really like a superhero. She's kind of like the, the cold, hard, um, member of the team. But, um, this was really good. Like these two, I read the first two issues and I was like, son of a bitch. This is a, this is a fun book. Like the, the, the art is really, really nice. Um, it's well-written. Um, you know, I, it's just something different, which is, which is fun. You know, it's not, it doesn't feel like it's, you know, um, borrowing too much from any one type of superhero or spy agency, um, trope, you know? (laughs) Um, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. I mean, if I I would recommend, recommend, uh, trying it out and what's nice is even though this the character has been around for 40 years um, you don't need to have read anything prior to this to jump in and enjoy it because it doesn't really uh, this is not the same character from 40 years ago uh, it's just uh, a new take on the character and um, yeah I don't know it's just uh, good cool. stuff
0: fascinating and, uh how is battleworld Thors
1: battleworld world Thors was awesome was I mean it was really? like yeah it, again it was one of those books that like I, I haven't picked up any secret wars tie-in I'm not interested in them at all but I kept hearing people talk about battleworld uh, Thors and what, what really got me was the description of it as a police procedural drama in the same vein as like a law and order or an NYPD blue where the Thors of battle world are essentially the police force. Yes. And are you
0: reading secret wars.
1: Yes. Uh, okay, so, I, oh, then you know this. Yes. Well, I, I haven't read the fourth one.
0: Okay. But, but I mean, you've seen, I mean, you've read it for, you know, that the, the Thor Corps are the, yeah. The, the, it dooms. Enforcers, right? They're like, yeah, they're enforcers
1: slash cops, and, and the yeah, and the and the first you know the the first thing you know the first scene is you know all these Thor's are on the the at the scene of a murder, and it, it is very much like a, a cop show. You know, you've got um, Ultimate Thor and Beta Ray Thor as partners, like a like a Lenny Briscoe and a and a Sipowicz, yeah, <laughs> what like you've got. Um, He's, um, you know, they're examining this body and Ultimate a Thor. This is Dennis
0: Franz Thor. I'm, I'm going out and buying <laughs> this book now.
1: Yeah. You, know, you got Ultimate Thor. He's actually putting on a pair of like rubber gloves to examine the body so as to not contaminate <laughs> That's eat, funny. the crime scene. Um,
0: uh, must keep the evidence clean, verily. Yeah. And, and is every, all in that, like, um, no, it's, it's not all Thor speak. Um, in that script. No, it's... I knocked my headpiece off there. Yeah, came through.
1: But but it's deep because there's there's different types of Thor's. You have Storm as a Thor. Um, there's a there's a Destroyer Armor Thor. Um, there's a Thor Groot, where he just says, "I am Thor," <laughs> <It's real laughs> the whole weird.
0: time. Yeah, so they're just making Thors. I don't remember Storm Thor, Groot Thor.
1: Well. Storm as a, as an Asgardian was a thing, um, back in the day, somehow, I don't remember the storyline, but there was some kind of crossover, like in the Uncanny X-Men, where she was, Storm was taken to Asgard and she kind of became like the goddess of thunder.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um, but, and you've got, um, now it's, it's hard to tell if, so they go back to the, um, to the, you know, the precinct, and there's, um, now I don't know if it's Odin, no, I think it's old King Thor from the Jason Aaron books, where he's, like, the gruff, like, police captain, where, you know, he's like, you guys got 24 damn, hours to solitude. Damn it, Thor, you're a loose cannon. <laughs> Which Thor, boss? Don't
0: sass <laughs> me, Thor.
1: <laughs> oh, and then you have, um, Throg, you know, the, uh, the, the Frog
0: Thor. Yes, I thought I spied him on the cover there. He's the he's like the
1: like the uh, forensic doctor, like the or the <laughs> the, the forensic scientist, and uh, it's just it's just so great. And when you've got at the end, you've got um, uh, Loki shows up, and he's kind of like a uh, like a street informer, like a okay. like a bubbles from the wire. I don't know if you have ever watched the wire.
0: Uh, not enough then. I've seen one or uh, or two episodes at most.
1: Yeah. But no, and it, and it, and it ends on kind of like a, a a downer or like one of the Thor core, um, you know, uh, gets taken down in the streets. Like, uh, and, uh, yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is just a fun book. It's, it's, it's this whole police procedural drama with, thors as cops i mean it's just and it's um jason aaron writing oh and uh okay. some very lovely art by chris sprouse who i just don't think we see enough of anymore
0: the actor slash comic book artist right
1: chris, <laughs> there's an
0: actor named chris sprouse isn't that what you guys are talking about on the last episode you're like, no, that's the act. Like, no way, that is the guy who drew this. Oh
1: no, that was. Oh, uh, I know who you're. I know what you're referring to, and I forget
0: someone else. All right, yeah, that, it's someone else. Someone write in and tell us who we're talking about. We don't know. <laughs> but um, no one you know, write
1: right in. I would say, even if you're not reading any other thing than Secret Wars, this book is just, yeah, it's it, it's it's kind of standalone from. From that, I mean, it's still taking place in the battle world, but it's it's just a fun, like I said, the you know police procedural dramas with Thor's. Sign me up.
0: And then the second half of the book is the uh, prosecution part of the story. That's right. The flip book. The flip book. Yeah. You get to the middle and then it flips over. Exactly. And then it's Sam Waterston, Thor, <laughs> putting him away in court. Now that would be. Wow, I can't even imagine. <laughs> the mind cannot grasp the amazingness of uh, Sam Watterson Thor. I can't take uh-huh. it. So before we go, I, there's something I need to discuss. I'm sure you saw it. Okay. Uh, Entertainment Weekly released some photos from everyone's favorite movie of 2016, Batman v. Superman, Dawn of Justice.
1: Oh, I haven't looked at those yet, but I did see the link.
0: Uh-huh. Um So you get to see, there's a photo of... Diana and Bruce in civilian wear. And it's like the first like non, um, promotional portrait of Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. And I see it. I was something about her has that, that look that's like, yes, that's what I think a Wonder Woman would look like. Although if they're Amazons, that makes me think to be like from South America and she looks kind of more Mediterranean, but I digress. The fact remains like, "All right, that looks like Wonder Woman." I always My girlfriend saw and she's like, "Why is she dressed like that?" <laughs> and I'm like, "That's what she looks like." Saying, no, and it's in her only knowledge of Wonder Woman is from the uh, Linda Carter series that I've subjected her to a couple of Saturday nights on me TV. <laughs> so well,
1: I I did get a um, quick glimpse of the the cover, the Entertainment Weekly cover, yes. They're all three on, and um, yeah, they look pretty. They, they all look pretty good.
0: I dig it. I, I mean, you you know my my soft spot for Man of Steel, mm-hmm. so naturally I'm going to be a sucker for this. And I, uh, it could be shit on shingles. I was still just like, but... oh my god, it's amazing! <laughs> it's the I best know. shit on shingles you're going to get all year. I, I laughed. I cried. I'm still crying. <laughs> no, it looks cool. I dig it. The Batman suit's not all black. As I see him, finally mix it up. Do a little. It's not blue either. I would have. I I really would have been amazed if they would just gone for gray and blue. But it's kind of like the new. It's like a new fifty-two-ish. Yeah, suit.
1: I, you know, I don't know that we'll ever see a a blue. uh
0: yeah. a blue suit outside.
1: Outside of, like, an animated.
0: Yeah. Uh, Just go for the gusto. Give us a happy Batman. No one will ever see it coming. They will not know what to do with themselves.
1: Give us a Batman from uh, Batman the Brave and the Bold animated
0: Yes. Scenes. Yes. Ah, that, one of the most uh, unheralded or whatever the word is, the one, one of the best Batmans that no one talks about was the Brave and the Bold Batman. Oh, uh, I pretty I, much. I love that show. Yeah, what Batman would be if uh, Frank Miller never came along? <laughs> it's kind of just like if you remove the basically 80s and 90s and advance the character to today that was the take on it I I enjoy it like I said I'm I enjoy the happy Batman hell they did they did it with Daredevil you know they made Daredevil happy again like, you could make Bruce happy yeah, He's yeah. so so dour well people like the dour I know well it's funny um, that, there's an issue of Superman it was like a bridge issue and it was, I think I talked about this last time I was on, maybe, where it was written and drawn by Junior Junior, Mm -hmm. and it was a happy, folksy Batman. And I was like, man, this is a, it's a shock. When you do get, like, a Batman cracking wise, and he's smiling while he's, like, drinking a coffee, (laughs) (laughs) it it does catch you off guard, but there's a certain charm to it.
1: Well, maybe someday. I mean, never Perhaps. say never, right?
0: Stay tuned. <laughs> uh,
1: well, I guess on that note, we're probably uh, ready to. Yes, when I start to- lamenting, to- happy Batman. The <laughs> That's our cue, folks. Yeah. Okay. Well, this has been Comic Book Pit number two hundred six. I'm Dan. I'm Jared. And we'll see you next week.
0: Yeah.